name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you remember your favorite toy? Or the toy you always wanted to ask from Santa Claus at Christmas? The favorite one? Think about which one it was. Did you see it on TV? Or in a catalog? Or maybe online? Remember the hope that you felt about asking for it and maybe even actually receiving it. So much excitement. So much anticipation. I remember one Christmas when I was very little and the Star Wars movie had just come out. Okay, I'm dating myself here. Every kid that Christmas wanted something related to Star Wars. A TIE fighter, an R2-D2, or some other kind of action figure or a TIE fighter or some kind of X-wing fighter. But that Christmas, that Christmas, more than anything else, I wanted my own version of the Millennium Falcon. That spaceship that Luke Skywalker sees for the first time in the first movie and looks at it and goes, what a piece of junk. Yes, The Millennium Falcon, the one that saved Luke Skywalker, rescued Princess Leia, and could jump several galaxies by blasting into hyperspace. This was the toy I wanted more than anything else in the world. And so on that Christmas, a big box arrived. I was so excited. I was finally going to have what every kid on TV had, this fast-moving, outmaneuvering jewel of the skies, a version of the best spaceship ever made. So I opened the box, and out came with a clank and a clunk, chunks of molded plastic, sheets of stickers, and a big instruction book. And then I saw it. Right on the front cover of the box, it read, Some Assembly Required. (laughs) Some, practically all. But this experience wasn't the only experience that I've had in my life of needing to build something or reconfigure something or to reorganize something. Much of the work that we do every day involves unlearning and relearning, or unpacking and reorganizing, or unraveling or reassembling something. We do this work to learn. We do this work to create. We do this work to become better people at our jobs, in our careers, and maybe in our lives too. We do some of this work to become better people than we are today. This is exactly the work that the season of Advent invites us into doing. But how are we supposed to unpack this work and actually do something if this whole concept that we're living in right now in church, this whole concept of this liturgical season of Advent, confuses us? Confuse us? I grew up in the Episcopal Church. What are you talking about, confuse us? Well, most people that I know 
occasionally get so confused by Advent that they listen and they might smile at the priest when the priest is talking, when they talk about Advent, but then they go along their merry way. And, you know, this happens because we don't always connect with something in a way that means something to us. So, at times, I have to dig deep and think about what Advent offers me. Simplicity? I can try. But anyone who knows me knows that this is not the time of my year that simplicity is going to happen for me. Quiet time? I can repeat the previous sentence. Solace? We're not even going there. Look, at its heart, Advent offers me, but offers all of us, Advent offers us an opportunity, an opportunity at repentance. Repentance is not groveling. Repentance is about taking a look around and turning around. And changing. All of this keep watch language. We hear this a lot in the hymns we sing during Advent. Keep watch. All of this keep watch language we hear, it means look around. Examine things. Take a look around our lives. Around our worlds. Look at the stuff that is good. Look at the stuff that's very good. But also the stuff that's deeply broken. Advent gives us this opportunity to take a deep breath and view the reality of our world, seeing things for what they are. Let me name a couple of scenarios revealed in the news over the past week that weigh on my heart at this Advent time of year. They weigh on my heart because they're stories that we may not have always seen for what they are. Uh, This week in Europe, for example, there was a story that came out uh, about, in a survey that was recently conducted of 7,000 people, only 30% of those people could say anything at all about the Holocaust. Another story we heard this week as well about a civil war going on, terrible civil war in Yemen, that's leading to the starvation of thousands, if not tens of thousands of children, and very disturbingly, possible U.S. tax dollars are contributing to this suffering. That's another. Or yesterday on NPR, a story that talked about docents, our tour guides, at Briarfield. That's the plantation that was owned by Jefferson Davis that at one time housed up to 200 slaves. It's near Vicksburg, Mississippi. And according to that radio story, Briarfield Plantation still conducts tours around the grounds. And even in this year, the year 2018, the docents insist on calling Jefferson Davis and his cohorts benevolent slave owners. That's another Or one more, this caravan crisis that we continue to hear about in the news along the U.S. border, there's some new information now, where families and children are arriving in the cold of northern Mexico without food, water, shelter, or now warm clothing. 
A crisis that has emerged after decades of failed policies of many governments throughout the Americas, and also because many people in charge have at times chosen to use human beings, the poorest of the poor, as pawns on the international stage. And there are a lot more stories, but enough. That's enough for right now. Does the world ever learn? Do we ever learn? Repentance starts by seeing things for what they are. Broken. Very broken. Unless you can claim that everything is perfect in your life, there's probably something broken. And this is where the good news of the season of Advent steps in. The good news in Advent is that we say affirmatively, yes, there is a lot of brokenness in our world around us. But we don't stop there. Advent gives us the grace to not only see or to identify what is wrong, but Advent gives us a vision of what is right, what could be, what we might become with God's help. The crooked places made straight, the rough places made smooth. In many respects, Advent helps us see the pieces of our existence, those broken pieces of our existence in the world, much like those plastic chunks of the Millennium Falcon in divided, spread out pieces. And it posts right on that blasted box of reality for us, some assembly required. Advent begins giving us this encouragement to follow those directions, to build, to reassemble, to reconstruct, to restore. At the heart of repentance, the process of reordering, reassembling, reconstructing, at the heart of all we do to repent is to seek to find a way to restoration. So some assembly is required to reassemble our structures of our society and the structures of our hearts so that racism will no longer exist. Or reconfiguring our public policies in such a way so that we do not exist and we do not operate with blinders on to an existing underclass of people that live all around us and are barred from fully participating in our society. Or re-engineering our hearts for love and not for division so that we may not only be fully present for those who are hurting or maligned, but we can be fully committed to the reconciliation and to the healing of this world. To the healing of this world that God created and originally called very good. Advent is the start of this reassembly of this rewiring, of this reconstruction, of this new creation that God proposes for us in Jesus. Advent gives us the courage, gives us courage to face what we need to face about life on planet Earth in the year 2018. What's going well, what's not, and what can we do differently, what might be possible. Here's the best news yet. And that is, whatever we come up with, 
Whatever I come up with, whatever you come up with, whatever scenarios or fixes or proposals that we can offer to the greatest challenges of our day, the good news of Advent is that we are not doing any of this work alone. The truth is, is that we are promised that God will not only support us with enthusiasm and encouragement on the sidelines, but God will bring his very self in the form of one who lives among us, who dwells among us and around us to show us the way that all of God's dreams are truly possible that all God's children can be embraced, that all of God's creation can be healed, and all flesh, every living creature that walks upon this earth, that all flesh shall see it together, that nothing or no one or anything is separated or shut off from the love of God in Christ Jesus in this process. And some assembly or reassembly might be required. And that's what Advent asks of us. But at the end of the day, what we will see, at the end of the day, we together will make a new highway for our God. And all flesh, all living things will see it together. What will you reassemble this December? What might you reconfigure in this new year? What's possible for you when God, the very presence of God, dwells in the midst of your community, even right alongside of you, in everything that you do, what's possible? Imagine, just imagine the possibilities.